Not a lot surprises me anymore in the Word of God. Not a lot surprises me in the house of God. Luke chapter 14 and verses 1 to 4 for a Bible reading, and then we'd like to use verse 4. And it came to pass as he went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day, that they watched him. And behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. And Jesus answering spake unto the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And they held their peace. And he took him and healed him and let him go. And I'd like to use verse 4 for my text this evening. And they held their peace. They didn't answer his question. And he took him and healed him and let him go. And I'd like to preach on the thought of a message pushing buttons or letting God push your buttons. I don't know if you've ever had someone push your buttons. Have you ever seen that big button that they have for staples? It's a, uh, it's a store that has a bunch of uh, pens and pencils and office supplies. And they have this big button that says staples. And you hit it and it says, that was easy. And we all have buttons in our lives and things that uh, can set us off, if you please. And if you're married, you know that your husband and your wife have certain buttons. And maybe you've been around someone at work and you know that, oh, if I say this, it's going to have a certain reaction. You know that that's what buttons do. When you press a button, it has a certain action, like in a car or in a video game. Well, this wife came up to her husband. And she said, honey, and she held out this wad of paper. And she said, he dropped it. She dropped it in his hand. And he said, what's that? And she said, have you ever seen a crumpled up $20 bill like that? And he said, no. Can I have it? She said, yeah. And then she reached into her purse again, handed another wad of paper and dropped it in his hand. And he said, what's that? She said, have you ever seen a $50 bill all crumpled up like that? He said, no. He said, can I have it? She said, yes, it's for you. She brought out another crumpled up piece of paper. Dropped it in his hand. He, she said, you know what that is? He said, what? She said, that's a $100 bill all crumpled up. He said, can I have that? She said, it's yours. He said, what could be next? He, she said, uh, have you ever seen $40,000 crumpled up? And he said, no. She pushed the button on the garage door opener. She said, take a look. <laughs> Pushing buttons. But the Bible says that God was there in a house. God bless, and what's the rest of the story, right? That God was there in a house and he was eating bread. And the Bible said it was on the Sabbath day. 
And that the Sabbath, uh, they had taken it to a level that God didn't want, to where you really didn't do anything. Now, it was a day of rest in the Old Testament, and it was supposed to be a blessing of giving your life uh, to spiritual things. But they had taken it to where they had so constricted the movements, God couldn't even work on the Sabbath day. But I'm thankful that Jesus was there and he was pushing some buttons. And the Bible said that he asked the question. There was a man at the house, which the Bible said had a medical condition that the word of God calls the dropsy. Now, exactly what this is, we're not sure, but it was a swelling where the man was uh, his, his body had swelled up. There was extra water retention and he might have looked uh, inflated. Uh, I remember my friend had gotten, a, uh, he had gotten dehydrated out in Jordan. So I brought him to the medical people and they just pumped him full of fluids and he looked, he looked all swollen up. They had pumped him so far full of fluids. So he probably looked swollen and it was, skin was probably painfully stretched. And Jesus, I can see Jesus pointing because they had certain ideas about the Sabbath day. He said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? I can imagine Jesus saying, can you do anything on the Sabbath day? And you know, when Jesus gets around us, he can push our buttons. But again, a button is to do something in our life. The first button, the Bible says, that after Jesus did that, the Bible said he took the man. I don't know if he grabbed him by the shoulders uh, or if he wrapped his arms around him or if he put his hands on the man's head. But the Bible says something. After Jesus touched him, he was healed. After Jesus touched him, he was healed. So Jesus knows where to press our buttons to get the right result. And I want to look at three buttons. Now, Jesus isn't here to aggravate us, but you know, religious folks get aggravated when Jesus is around. But the Bible says, first of all, Jesus is here to hit the power button. You know, before anything works, we need to turn it on. The Bible says that they were astonished in Luke chapter 4 at his doctrine, his teaching. For the Bible said his word was with power. When he went into a synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And the Bible says that Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace or in 2021, hush, be quiet, shut up and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, not Jesus, but the man who had possessed, the devil had possessed, he came out of him and hurt him not. And the Bible said, and they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For if authority 
and power. He commandeth the unclean spirits and they come out. I believe that men and women in today's day and age, we've got power buttons to turn our car on. We've got power buttons to turn our TVs on. We've got power buttons to turn appliances on. Brethren, we need to let God press the power button for our very soul. The Bible said that when God created man out of the dust of the earth, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. God knows how to turn the power on. The Bible says that as many as received him, to them gave he power. Boop! To become the sons of God even to them that believe on His name. When Jesus comes into our life, that's the very purpose. Not to get us aggravated, not to push us down, but to lift us up. The Bible said when Jesus is lifted up, He will draw men unto Him. Where? Lifted up. The Bible said He called us to be sanctified, but one day He calls us to be glorified. You know, the end of the Christian isn't down. It's up. The only time you're going to be down as a Christian is if you decide to be down or for a moment you lay your body down in death. And then the Bible says you're going to be present with the Lord when you're absent from this body. Why? Jesus hit the power button. Not only that, but the Bible said you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You see, Jesus is there. He knows where that power button is. Now, we can't press our own buttons as easily as God can press our buttons. There's things that only God can do. God knows where the button is. I remember uh, years ago, I was in the military, and we were working with computers. And my, uh, one of my superiors wanted me to do something on the computer. And I said, yes, sir. If you show me how to turn the computer on. I did not know where the power button... Now you laugh, but they didn't used to be on the front. They were somewhere where the wires were in the back. There was one for the monitor. There was one for the main part of the computer. You might have had to turn the speakers on. And it was a mess. And it wasn't intuitive. But someone had to know where the power button is. Brethren, Jesus knows where the power button is. God can turn our power on so that we can have power not only in our lives, but power with men. The Bible said, I give you power to tread on scorpions. God knows where the power button is. And when Jesus comes into our life, let God push the power button. You know, that's what we really need. Sometimes we don't need an easier walk. We need more power. You know that I'm thankful that I, I like some of the superhero stuff. And I know it's fantasy, right? But these people have incredible power over normal circumstances. Say, well, preacher, it should be easy. But they fight supernatural wrongs, don't they? But you know what? We face supernatural things against us. We need a supernatural power inside of us. And that's what Jesus came to do. Press the power button. Second button that Jesus... Let, let Jesus press is the, is the reset button. Have you ever hit the reset button to reset your phone to factory settings after it just doesn't work or it gets overloaded? For some reason, my car wouldn't start. And I think it's the key immobilizer, but it just like turns off. And I really wasn't trying to steal my own car, okay? It's the factory key, okay? There's a certain problem there. And it just turns off. Everything turns off. 
No power. Well, push the power button. You know, there's sometimes the power button's been pressed, right? But it still doesn't work. What do you need? You know, after God comes into our life and gives us the power, God gives us another button that he can press if we let him. And that's the reset button. So it didn't work. And we shared some about this perhaps last Sunday, uh, this Sunday. And Reverend Patterson came over and said, why don't you unhook the battery? Okay. Because I had tried all my other stuff. I even think had the, the hood open just like just so I could look, right? Hmm. There's an engine. <laughs> and so I unhooked the battery and then hooked it back up. And it reset. So what did you unhook in the battery? The battery has two, two uh, terminals, right? It's got a negative and a positive. You just unhook that negative and then hook it back up. And saints alive. It just starts right up, doesn't it? Well, it's interesting because I was thinking about that with relation to Jesus Christ. You know, in a lot of times in our life, you know what you need to do and the power seems to go out. God's already, you have power. God's given you all this, but it seems like my power went off, preacher. You need to unhook the negative. We need to unhook the negative. Well, I had a bad experience. Unhook the negative. Leave the cross hooked up. The positive looks like a cross. The Bible said, for I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, and yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the Bible says, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. That God comes to push the reset button. So preacher, but it's not working. You know, I've done it three times so far and reset that car. What happens if it does it again? Reset. I'm going to unhook the negative in our lives when something negative happens. Why don't we just unhook the negative and reset and start again? God gives a new life. The old things are passed away. God gives resets with the cross. That's what the atoning blood of Jesus Christ does. When we let the blood of Jesus Christ wash over our sin, it gives us a reset. When we let the blood of Jesus Christ wash over an experience in our life, it gives us a reset. The blood of Jesus Christ is a reset button in our lives. And I've, I've read about how some people handle things. Some people like to drown their troubles, right? They drink something to try to drown their troubles. You know what some people do? They try to deflect their troubles. They try to blame somebody else. It was them! That's why you get married, right? You always have someone to blame, right? Ah, I'm so glad. It's never my fault. It's always them. But you know, instead of drowning it or deflecting it, why don't we dissolve it? Like that old Dawn commercial when it hit that grease spot. And that grease just dissolved. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. It is the amazing reset button of God. Let God. So where's the button? Let God press it. God presses the reset button. And pushing buttons, I got one more button. This is a fun button. You know, there's lots of buttons. Have you ever seen a modern remote control? My goodness. You know what it looks like? 
it kind of looks like the panel, you go to an air, aircraft cockpit and you're like, there's no way that all of these little switches do something. I mean, I don't believe that, right? There's like a thousand little switches. And you look at that remote, I mean, what gets used, that you, you can tell which buttons are used, right? Because they get worn off, you know, like the, the pause or the stop or the fast forward gets worn off. But there's like literally a hundred buttons on these things. And who uses them? You know, there's lots of buttons in our life. God knows where they all are. And it's awesome when we can begin to let God press all of these buttons to empower our lives. The power button, the reset button. You could preach on this forever, but I want to have a fun one. I thought that uh, the mute button. And I thought, is the mute button for others not making any noise? Or me not making any noise. You know what? Maybe it's both, right? Have you ever had someone say something to you and you're like, oh, I know just what to say, right? But you hit that, let God hit that mute button and you just be like, I remember Reverend Patterson's niece, Aaliyah, she would hold her finger up and she would draw in her breath and then say nothing. And I was like, wow, that's kind of like God's mute button. But that's really not what I thought about. I was like, that can kind of go for it too. But how that God has power in our lives that others wouldn't have power on us by what they say. That they might be uh, critical of Jesus Christ working in our life. These people, when this man was healed, they were critical at Jesus Christ's healing on the Sabbath day. That people are going to be critical when God blesses your life. Say, well, preacher, what am I to do about it? Let God hit the mute button and just watch their volume disappear. I remember when he talked about the disciples. He said, uh, if you go into the city and they don't receive you, he said, let's knock the dust off your feet for a testimony against them. Just like Teflon, just let it wipe. Let there be a mute button where they don't have any effect on you. Wouldn't it be a blessing? You know that that's where God can come and someone's, you know, they're yelling at you or whatever, but just like, God, I have to hit this. They're my superior or this, but just God, hit the mute button. It might go in my ears, but just don't let it go down into my heart. God, have you ever had that happen? And someone's like, no, 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 no. And you turn into one of the Peanuts characters. Do you remember the Peanuts character? And they would hear their teacher talk. You know what the teacher would say? And it was like the kids weren't listening, right? You know, there's sometimes we just don't need to listen to the devil. So when he's saying this, who careth if it's King James, right? The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 23, princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. He didn't even respond to them. They came against the man of God. The man of God just went to the scriptures. God had hit the mute button. He didn't respond. He didn't say anything back. He just gave his heart to God because God pushed that mute button where they didn't have any more control. You see, because tonight as my wife comes to the piano, there's buttons all over our heart. There's buttons all over our life. There's buttons all over other people's lives. But just as God comes to us, he took him. He took that man that had a need and he healed him. You know, if someone's overtaken in a fall, be with your spiritual, restore such a one 
in a spirit of meekness. Let's help them. Let's press the right button. Give that button of grace. Press that button of mercy. Brethren, there's all kinds of buttons. Our children have them. Our wives, our husbands. Let's help God press the power button in their life. Let's help God press the reset button in our life. Let's help God show them that they can press the mute button. That God can make others not have an overt and overreaching effect in their life. You can say the words, but that doesn't change what God said about me. You know that I'm not going to be defined by what someone says about me on the internet. I'm going to be defined by what my Lord says about me in his word and to my heart. And with heads bowed and eyes closed. If Jesus was passing by and he saw your life and your heart, what button would he need to press? And my question is, you know, God knows where the buttons are. God knows where the power button is, the reset button. He knows where the mute button is. But the Bible said he took him. We have to let God press the button. He knows where it is. He has the power. But Lord, tonight, I'm going to let you press the button that I need you to press.